Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. We're here again. We are almost at the end now. We're at the end of the week. We're on episode 30, season 2 of Love Island USA. And where would you like to start today, sir? I'd just like to say, Dave, my phone hasn't rang yet from the producers of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we will be reading some emails later, so, but <laughs> you know, I had to listen back to that, and I still, when you're saying, Dave, now you come in, I still have no idea, <laughs> even though I know it's coming. I'm like, I, I still don't know what he wants me to say there. And um, uh, Miller High Life on on Twitter, you know, said, "Love the latest episode. The audition had me cracking up." <laughs> That wasn't what I wanted, people. <laughs> it was funny to listen back to, though, to be fair. <laughs> it was unintentionally funny because it's your, like, what the fuck are you doing, Chris? You've not told me what you're doing, and I'm... I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm not sure which one of us is Alan Partridge in this, but I think both of us a little bit. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Dave, and we got some great emails for later. But anyway, let's talk about Carrington, Dave, and the aftermath of Kirsten leaving. Um, I thought that was the strangest person to pick to do a cheers for Kirsten. And then we did get, I think it was Sally go, and Julia. He's like, no one cares about Julia. <laughs> but what did you think about that? Because I thought that was a bit distasteful, to be honest. I thought it was weird. I thought the last person who should be giving that speech was Carrington. Uh, it's never really sat right with me. I didn't really see why did did they split. Other than, you know, Carrington loves himself. He knew he was going into Casa Amor, so just wanted to, you know, have a bit of fun. And so didn't really want to tie himself down to one person. It, it seemed like a genuine connection. Remember when Mackenzie was, you know, all off for running in the hideaway and other people were saying like, well, you know, shouldn't we have a vote on it? And, you know, maybe Carrington and Mackenzie want to go in there. So they, they seem strong at that time. But I thought Carrington's words were really interesting. Uh, he, you know, he held his glass up and he referred to her as a strong-willed, independent woman. Now, I just, I, in particular, the first part of that, strong-willed, I just wondered, is that it? Is Is she just a bit too strong-willed for him he, he wants someone who's a bit more submissive maybe I, I just thought it was I, I thought it was weird him giving the speech and I thought his choice of words was weird as well yeah I mean the classic camera work though Dave pans to fucking Laurel and Lakin and they're just like look at him like dick you know <laughs> to say shut up you know but I didn't buy any of it Dave he was saying all the cliche stuff. She's a strong-willed woman. Yeah, whatever, Carrington. You fucking bled her out to dry there. You've absolutely fucked her off. You've pissed about with everyone else. And Dave, I know Terence is going to go for me today, but we need to talk about that a bit later about the game. But I mean, what did you see <laughs> else with the couples, Dave? Because I, well, I was just transfixed with Carrington tonight. Yeah, so unbelievable. again, a little bit like yesterday's episode, I felt. I felt there was lots of little things going on. So again, just in that aftermath of the recoupling, after that whole speech, we see Carrington and Laurel have a bit of a sit down in the spill the tea area. You know, I'm, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a boring tangent here, Chris, but something that occurred to me when I was 
watching this is how 100% has some, somehow become a substitute for yes, I agree. <laughs> it's, it's weird. And it only it only jarred with me. I only thought about it because Carrington asked, you know, Laurel whether she had any doubt whether he'd pick her or Lakin. And she went, ah, oh, I was 50-50, 100%. <laughs> that was fucking with his mind. He was like, "What? Hundred percent? You were certain I'd pick you?" Yeah. And I thought, ah, it is a bit of a weird thing to say, isn't it? So if you were trying to explain it to someone whose first language wasn't English, you wouldn't equate like "Yes, I agree" to a hundred percent, would it? It's it's become shorthand for "Yes, I agree" a hundred percent. Yeah, it has. And someone who does speak fluent English still don't understand it, Dave. So fuck no. <laughs> but you and I both say it. I'm pretty yes. sure I say it. Yeah, we do. And, and we do. I just sat back and thought about it. I know it's not very entertaining, Chris, but it was just something that uh, something that I thought was a bit weird. I also thought, you know, she seemed genuinely happy. But then she asked him when they were in bed, you know, are you happy? And he was just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was the most convincing thing in the world. And, um, you know, in relation to that, you've got Lakin. She ended up with Bennett. And if I didn't know better, I would think, you know, I was bought in. She's like so happy because that she's saying all the words, how happy she is to be coupled up with Bennett. And it's like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. She's like, you were the one I've wanted to, I really, really wanted to straggle the conversation at the start. And I'm thinking, fuck me, it's fucking Pinocchio here. I was waiting for us to fucking, uh, fucking nose as big as mine, Dave. Absolutely talking shit on toes. Bennett said, going, yeah, me too as well. I'm like, do you two really fucking believe that anybody watching this after five weeks of Love Island and these fake bullshit romances is going to believe that somebody the day before was absolutely gushing over Carrington and pining for Carrington to pick her. And he's now wrong with that. There was a connection there. He explored it. She explored it. It looked like it was on. And the day after, I mean, fuck off. It's not like when Moyer was kissing fucking freckles, wasn't it? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's so made up. And I'm saying that as if I hate the show. I love it, but I love just calling it out because you sat there thinking, Fucking, you really think the public are going to believe that utter shit? I don't, Dave. I don't. I know. <laughs> oh, Dave. Oh, one thing I want to say about is as well, there was a situation there where Johnny and Sally were sat by the pool together. And, you know, like obviously I always go on about this, like I was some big time. I wasn't. I was a fucking bottom of the rung TV extra. The rest of the crew behind, the rest of the gang, they were being told what to do. They weren't even talking, Dave. There's no background noise. And Sally and Johnny are having this conversation from nowhere. And they're all behind, like, laughing and joking. And you could clearly see that they were, like, miming. And I was like, oh, this is so fucking made up and fake. Oh, I was waiting to go, cut, let's do that again. It was, oh, it was proper shit. That was really, I don't know whether you noticed it, but it no, just stuck no. out for me so much. Yeah, you'd have to see it again. It was so fucking fake. Yeah, I, I must admit this series, as much as I've enjoyed it, some of the scenes in particular have stood out. Like, like I say, when you realise that everyone is shaped, sat perfectly, you know, for the camera position. You know, the essentially the cameras, you know, that fourth wall, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, a few things I think they've messed up there and and just made it a bit too obvious that it's all a bit set up, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, sticking on Sally and Johnny, though, what what did you make of that conversation that Sally and 
Johnny were having, you know, and she was kind of opening up. She was talking about a mom who's had cancer twice and, you know, she hasn't been able to work. I think she said since she was 16. So what what did you make of that exchange? Because I've, I've got some thoughts that might not be that popular. He breaks her heart, Dave, and I'm going over there to sort him out. <laughs> he better not fucking ruin that girl's life. She deserves a break, Dave. Now go on, let me hear what you've got to say, Mr. Horrocks. Well, obviously, you know, particularly in Casa Amor, we weren't Johnny's biggest fans. And then when he came back and he's he's given her the minimal amount of information, you know, we haven't been convinced by Johnny, but but we have been on the Sally train. I, I still think there's a few things with, with Sally and the way that she talks you know, behind people's back that I don't particularly like, but because she's so fun and bubbly, she gets away with it. Um, But what I found odd, right, she is describing a real-world problem there. And especially in the US, you know, obviously the the medical bills and everything must be horrendous. So a mum is in this kind of vulnerable position. Of course, the rest of the family have to rally around and support her. And I just, Johnny's saying, you know, her seeing you happy is enough for her. And I'm like, actually, though, it's not really, is it? I know you're, you're trying to play. You've got your book of fucking cliches there. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you're trying to say the most romantic thing as if you're on a fucking movie set or something. But actually, she can't fucking eat seeing you happy, can she? She can't like pay the bills, pay the electricity, pay the gas, pay all these things on seeing you happy. So I, I just thought he, he trivialized that. And again, Sorry to bring in real world things into this bubble of Love Island. But I just thought, oh, fuck off, Johnny. You are so full of shit. And you're just saying all the things that you think will just come across well on the camera. Of course it is. Dave, you're so right. I absolutely respect. I mean, look, we're we're lucky in the UK. We have the National Health. I know it gets a proper drumming and it's been right under the cost as most medical establishments have around the world because of the COVID pandemic. But we are lucky that we pay through our taxes for the national health. So we don't have to have insurance. My sister lives up in Vancouver, one of my sisters. And luckily through her and her husband's job, they've got medical insurance, but there's plenty of people, Dave, who haven't. And the bills are astronomical, aren't they? So something like that. And she's been so real about it. And it's almost just doing like a, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, all right, yeah. Okay, yeah. uh, whatever. It's like he, he, he is not interested one bit. And and the sort of stuff that she's revealing, she, they may have already had this conversation, but we've never seen it on screen. But that's the sort of stuff he's going to have to contend with if he is genuinely going to create a life with her, even for, for a few months or whatever. Her mum is the most important thing in her life, Dave, and he might not like that because she's going to come first, uh, um, mm. you know, so from what she's saying anyway, obviously we don't know the full concept of the support bubble she's got and all that, but that is there. And in a real life situation, Johnny is going to be fucking looking for another Mercedes. I guarantee it. I'd be <laughs> amazed if they're still together. Yeah. I tell you what though, you know, Chris, you were saying the other day that you're the annoying scene next Tuesday that's up and bubbly in the morning. I tell you what, I thought Justine was going to beat her ass to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be you, wouldn't it? I was laughing yeah. <laughs> if you do get your audition passed through uh, somehow, <laughs> can you imagine that? You snuck into the villa. Hey, come on, get up. Ding, 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 ding. 
Fuck off. We've got, we've got an eviction. It's four in the morning. Fuck off, Chris. Nobody cares. Leave us alone. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, Dave, and I'll tell you a quick story, actually. We're going away in a few weeks, right? And we've actually got afternoon flights if everything goes, you know, goes according to plan and we can actually travel. But when we normally go away, we go to Spain most of the time. And obviously, you know, I love Vegas. We were at New York at Christmas and I love America. But when we go to Spain, we always get the early morning flight, Dave, the 20 past six, half six flight. So that means we live local to Manchester Airport. We've got to be up about half two, three o'clock. Well, Chris here, who's up every day, half three, four. I sleep downstairs, Dave, because I'm like, I'll sleep downstairs. I'll get up about two, have about three or four hours sleep, mull around, make the girls a brew and stuff, and uh, go upstairs. And what what do I do? This is God's honest truth, Dave. This has gone on now for nigh on 10 years. And uh, I play a song full blast for both of them to wake up to, and it's usually... Cliff Richards, we're going on a holiday. The Ch- <laughs> Chichiwa song, you know, Chichiwa, Chichiwa, that comes on. Uh, Madonna, Holiday. I play one of them songs absolutely full blast while they're both asleep <laughs> on the top of the stairs and I open the door <laughs> and they go fucking mental. And I'm there fully dressed, dancing away. And I, Obviously, you've seen me dance, Dave. I'm just fucking... <laughs> Fucking wooden as they come. They go fucking mental, the pair of them, Dave. I'm telling you, they hate it. And the, the night before, they're like, don't you be fucking coming in. Because I'm like a little kid in a candy store. I am up like, oh, my God, we've got to go. We have to get to the airport like an hour earlier than we should do, Dave. And then we're like in the fucking terminal for two hours before the flight, and they go mental. And I'm like, no, you've got to get there just to get They hate me, Dave. So that sort of morning <laughs> ritual that Sally did translates perfectly to me because that is me 101, the most annoying person in the world. I may have met my match with Sally though, Dave. I think so. But I, I think I'd give you a pass if you were going on holiday. This is just a regular day. You know, when you're going on holiday, you know, I struggle to sleep. I'm, I'm a bit like yourself. Even, even before Christmas, even now, Chris, <laughs> I struggle to get asleep. Like, has, oh, he been? has he been? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's me. Wait, wait. Uh, um, so yeah. So uh, no, I, I'll let you off on the on the holiday one. Oh, but, thank uh, you. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. What what did you reckon to uh, Laken though? When when she had a bit of a chat with Carrington and again, he's he's got that arrogant power position. I think, but she gave him fucking both barrels, didn't she? Yeah, fair dues to her, Dave. As much as I've just called her out with Bennett being absolute bullshit from China, th- this is she's right. What she did, she's absolutely right. He completely played her completely played her and took her down an alley where she could have, she possibly could have been pursuing it with somebody else. And it was just Carrington being Carrington. And I know our good friend Terrence supports Carrington, Dave, but I'll tell you now, I think we may be having Terrence give us some both barrels after we talk about the game in a minute. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not the only ones. I, I must admit, I, I quite enjoyed uh, tearing some strips off him. <laughs> and he just didn't know. I get the impression he's not, He's not had that done to him that often. You know, he's generally, when he's, uh, you know, pre the villa, but, you know, he's gone from relationship to relationship and, and never looked back. And so for someone to give him both barrels like that, he, he just looked like a told off little schoolboy to me. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Now, Dave, <laughs> what about the game? Oh. And I, I know, you know, we, 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 we get. What the villa thinks, so the most popular girl to the oh, uh, sorry, the most these different categories in the basically. So I've got them all written down if you if you don't want to do it off the Dave, can you, 
Yeah, can you do? Can you tell us what they were, so, Dave? So I can remember. The first one is the is for the boys to uh, the girls choose the boys. So the first one was most to least fake. Yeah. Now, uh, least fake, we got Johnny. Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, we got Caleb. Correct. I agree with that. And most fake, we got Carrington. Now, what what did you reckon to that one? Well, Dave. I'd say fucking you get a prize for that one because Carrington not only hit the bottom of the rung, Dave, he was literally fucking there at the Golden Raspberries and he got a full fucking clean sweep. And that's from everybody in the villa and everybody in the public, Dave. But I thought, do you not think it's Johnny? Do you not think Johnny is in with a shout for being the most fake? Because no, actually, Dave. you know, Carrington, right, in Casseramore, for all the stick I've given him, right... Was he being fake in Casseramore? I don't think he was. He was he was he was being a bit of a douchebag, I thought, you know, and, and like pretending like he's on fucking holiday and he's eighteen or something, you know, completely unattached. Again, that's just something that rubs me up the wrong way, but for me that is not being fake as such. I, I for me I'd I'd have voted for Johnny for that one. I would have said that when he first came back from Casseramore despite what Carrington's just been himself. But Johnny's used the L word, Dave, to win Selly back and done the whole yeah. fucking fake James Bond fucking proposal bullshit that we saw. So he'll get points back for that. I'm not saying he's not close to Carrington, but I think there's a reason, Dave, that a lot of the people who watch this TV show are female, David. And my wife thinks the same about Carrington, and I've not said a word to her about what I think about him because she's behind... Well, she knows she's listening to the podcast now, but... Her assumptions, and that's what I take the yardstick of um, what the, hopefully what a lot of the ladies listening thing in. She'll just call it as it is, Dave. And I think yeah. we're not far off the thing, but it's a bit of fun. Carrington, to be fair to Carrington, he took it for what he it did was, take didn't it he? well. It's not, it's not anything serious. He took it on the chin. He got the most um, votes over anybody and just laughed. He's like, well, I've already got a best friend. And it's like he was taking the piss and stuff out of all the categories. And I. I, you know what? Fair dues. I'm going to give him a bit of props for that, Dave. But I will say, Dave, fucking Moira. Now I'm supposed to be going through them one by one here. All right, go on, go again then. Oh, go again. <laughs> Shall I pretend don't that I don't know? Right, carry on, carry on. So Did I say about the audition it's, yesterday, it's, Dave? It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Has Ariel Vanderberg not got here yet? So. <laughs> Hi, David. Are you okay? Oh, I uh... <laughs> just went all gooey then. Um, so, so, right, best boyfriend to worst boyfriend. So best was Caleb, but the girls said Johnny. Now, I thought, again, that was a bit weird. So, again, the public obviously haven't forgotten about Johnny. But surely, you know, the girls, and well, I guess there's only Laurel in there, I guess, who's in Casa Amor. But I guess you got Lakin in there. You know, surely he can't be the best boyfriend. You know, if another... The one time Johnny's been tested was in Casseramore, and he failed. So yes. I, I was I was surprised that the girls said Johnny with that one. And and as you said, Carrington, that was another one to his trophy room. He got the worst boyfriend. Uh, do you remember? So we had, uh, who do you want as a, as a best friend? So again, they, they had Caleb, uh, worst best friend was Bennett um 
that was a bit harsh, but you know, he's kind of the new guy, isn't he? Now, then we get on to the girls. Right, we will get to Laura, uh, Moira, Chris. Best <laughs> girlfriend to worst girlfriend. So the boys said that the worst girlfriend would be Laurel. What do you reckon to that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that come from. No. I, I don't... I, I, I genuinely... I don't know where that come from. I don't. I, I, there's got to be stuff going on. This is what I want you to question as we go through each category, Dave. As you've actually written him down and took the time and effort to do that, I'm not going to bounce around. But I agree. I I don't know where that's come from. Laurel seemed really lovely. I know um, on Twitter I had a couple of people say about her like she just completely acts dead childish and that. And I'm not saying she doesn't. Uh, I think she's had cause to, in some respect, what Carrington's done. However, it's not the end of the world what's happened. And I have not seen that. I was quite shocked. I thought they were going to pick Moira, to be honest, Dave. I was really shocked by that. Yeah, so I I, I thought it was a weird one. Um, but the vote went for Lakin. So she took a few pelters, didn't she? And, but obviously being the new one. So we had uh, the next category, Chris. We had most loyal to least loyal. Selly predictably gets most loyal. I definitely agree with that. Least goes to Lakin. Now, to be honest, Chris, I'd have put Moira in that category. Yeah, me too. Um, but here's the one where it all goes off, which is where I think you wanted to go. So most two fa- most two faced. Actually, this was a bit weird. The boys chose Justine, and the least two faced Moira, and they got it completely the other way around from the public vote. So the public said the most two-faced was Moira and the least was Justine. So what do you reckon to that? I, When I watched it, I think that the boys mixed up what, what the question was. I think they meant the same as the public. Because if you watch Justine, she's like, really? And Caleb's saying like, oh, she's real and all this about his own girlfriend. And I'm thinking... He sounds like you're complimenting her, but you're sending her to the fucking bottom of the shit pile. <laughs> so I, I couldn't. And even even Justine was was perplexed, and Moira was like, "What?" But then, as soon as the public said about what I got to say, Dave, and I, I, I'm going to get called out on this, obviously, but I didn't. I've not seen anything from Moira to say that she's really two faced. I've not seen anything horrendous. I didn't get that. Oh, but, for fuck's sake, you stole my thunder there. <laughs> sorry, <go on. laughs> Have you written that down? No, no, I've written it down. But I thought, I thought, oh, me and Chris are going to see this differently because I thought you'd you'd completely agree. But what I was going to say is, I don't think she's been two faced. I think she's been very inconsistent and you know frustrating because she's like, oh, I really like this boy. Oh, I really like this boy. And I've said, I said a few weeks ago now that clearly words of affirmation are her love language. And you know, so as soon as someone says something you know, flattering of her. She gets all gooey-eyed and starts twizzling with her hair and stuff. So I think she's been inconsistent, but I I don't know about Two-Faced. Yeah, I, I, I didn't pick up on that, but we got the reaction of the fucking season again. Another Oscar-winning performance. It's the way... Because it, it, when she reacts and she gets put on the naughty step and she's bottom of the pile, <laughs> she's like a little kid. She goes... I don't, I don't think I like that. And I'm like, is this like fucking Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy where she just turns the crank? She was like a three-year-old child. And I'm like, I don't agree with it. We've just said that. And plenty of other people don't, 
Why are you even bothered? You've been in there for so long. If you were such a two-faced person, surely you would have got voted out. I know she's manipulated a few situations, but in just purely two-faced, no. However, the fucking Oscar-winning performance, the me, 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 oh my God, why always me situation. Uh, yeah, I was not happy about that. I was just like, this is fake. Do you think it was fake? Because I, I don't think it is. I just think she's quite a fragile person. I, I think, again, I said to you with numerous seasons when we've covered this, Chris, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you, she said something like, how can people think they know me when I don't know myself? Or, or it was some words to that effect. And I thought, this is not the place to sort that shit out on reality TV. No, Where you're walking around half naked and scrutinized all the time. I I just, no, I thought, I I, I mean, you've got to feel a tinge of sympathy. I I thought it was genuine, the tears. Um, Again, if if you think, you know, if, if words of affirmation are a good thing for her, you'd think they would hurt quite a lot as well. You know, she's just very uh, receptive to what's being said to her. So, you know, and and I think I'm going to piss you off even more now. I thought Calvin did all right tonight as well. I mean, the fact that he can't seem to manage getting a straw in his fucking mouth is maybe not his his (laughs) finest hour. But, you know, I I thought generally, you know, he, he said some nice things to kind of just calm her down and say, look, no one in here thinks that. So, so again, I know we've we've uh, called him out for a few things, but I thought tonight, I thought he did all right. No, hey, no problem with that, Dave. It actually looks like there possibly could be something there. When they were in the pool together, that seemed quite genuine, and he was kissing. And like you say, he was very good at calming her down. So hopefully she gets over this. And what does it matter what people think? She knows herself as a person. If she's a two-faced fucker, then she'll get exposed in real life. It doesn't really matter, does it? It's not like it, it, these people hunting her down or doing ridiculous. It's just in the concept of a game. That is it. No, I, I, I sort of hinted at this is what I think as well earlier, Chris, but actually I, I think Selly gets away with a lot because she's so bubbly and fun. But you know when, when like... Um, uh just been talking about it. Moira, right? So when she was talking about she quite likes Bennett, but Bennett and Kirsten seem to have a bit of a thing at the time. Yes. You know, yeah. she's like egging her on, you know, go on, go down there. Justine as well, saying, go on, go down there. We've seen it in other seasons where people take real offense to that and say, you know, you should have come to speak to me first. No one called her out on that. But as well, you know, Sally a few times has been like, you know, egging them on to split people up, essentially. And I, I just think, for me personally, if I was rating them, I think Sally might score a bit higher there. It's a good observation that day, because I'd never thought about that at all. I know we've talked about Sally just doing a bit of the old uh, back, you know, double dealing, but I've always liked the girl, But and I still do. I still do, but I think that's a great observation, to be honest. Yeah, she was saying to Lakin, you know, that uh, you know her and Carrington seem to have a a really good connection, and you know, while he's coupled up with Laurel, I, I just like I say sometimes I guess fun people just get away with shit. That's why I don't mm. get away with anything, Chris. <laughs> <I'm a miserable laughs> and I get away with Laurel next Tuesday. <laughs> so. Um, I tell you what, though, as well, Chris. Sort of side from the uh, getting away from the pool for a second. There was something that jarred with me tonight. I'm fucking on one tonight, aren't I? So, when we have our obligatory Caesars promotion, 
I hope we get to see, you know, you can uh, get, you can win this, whatever the fuck it was. You can go to a pool party or a beach party or whatever, and you get in these crowds of people. I thought, for Christ's sake, when we're in the middle of a pandemic, when we can't get within a metre of another person who isn't in our house, I thought that was a bit insensitive and a bit shit, really, to show all that. It's like, oh, remember what life was like before? <laughs> You know, honestly, I'm not going to disagree. It's the first thing I saw because I love the way he segues into it, Matt. And he, and he's like, yeah, well, and then it's another season promotion. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that. I like the way he just it goes from nothing, and then all of a sudden it just goes a hundred miles. He's like hour. a wind up toy, isn't he? He is. And it's really good the way he does it to get the promo in that they're on a season's property. It's the first thing I saw. I mean. He saw one of the DJs, Paulie D off Jersey Shore. Love Paulie D. He's a massive DJ. He started as a reality TV um, at Jersey Shore. We watch it all the time. Me and Sam, we've watched all of them. We still watch him now. Um, and he's um, he's big in Vegas. He's got residency there, Dave. So he's a massive DJ at the pool parties. First thing I did when I saw hundreds of people, I'm thinking, what are you actually giving away? A picture of the fucking pool when it was busy? Because not one person is going to be able to fucking socialise like that. You're not going to be able to go in the pool. You certainly can't wear your fucking mask. So an absolute pointless promo. Whoever sent the promo over to the Love Island producers definitely dropped a bollock there, Dave. It should have just been a picture of the property and, you know, at some, you know, when we get back up and running. Because I know Vegas is open, but it's not open like it was at all like me and you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. um yeah that was a bit weird that so uh but yeah i did pick up on that now dave we've had a couple of uh well we've had three emails and i tell you what the audition you scorn and laughing was like what is he doing yesterday we've had a couple of great responses <laughs> to it my friend so this first one's from our good friend kelly from texas I've been listening to the podcast since season five of love island uk and i've even listened as i watch both australian seasons Dave reactions at the end to Grant being the piece of crap that he is is just too funny, which it was. It was great. I'm at work listening to today's episodes, and y'all, mostly Chris, are doing your hosting audition, and I'm dying laughing. You all crack me up. Just some thoughts. Justin and Caleb seem genuine and actually have some real conversations. They deserve to win, hands down. Selly is sweet and also seems genuine. Shame she got caught up in Johnny. She deserves better. Lastly, I know it's weird, but I think Calvin is so cute, and Twitter seems to agree. So many posts about freckles actually having person having a personality and being attractive. Ha ha. <laughs> Y'all are great. Keep doing what you're doing. Indian matchmaking on Netflix may be interesting for you to cover, Kelly. So Dave, I've watched the start of Indian matchmaking on Netflix. So I, I'd have to watch it to see if it's what we could cover. But yeah, that's a that's a good shout because we are asking what we're going to cover next, Dave. Now, we've had another email from Charlene Dave, and she's put what's next. Hi guys, I've only just recently found you at the beginning of this season. I'm so grateful that you do your pod daily and almost always say exactly what I'm thinking. I don't <clears throat> I don't have any friends that watch Love Island, so I have no one to discuss it with. After listening and hearing your frequent references to the UK version, I started watching it on Hulu. I looked for your podcast from season one, but I guess you didn't do them. How about doing them now after this US season is over? I bet I wouldn't be the only one. I bet I wouldn't be the only one to enjoy that. Thanks again from Texas. So Dave, awesome. two cracking emails, two crackers. And the last big, email, Dave. in Texas, sorry. Chris. Exactly, Dave. <laughs> I've always wanted cowboy boots and a Stetson. I could go for that. You know, I've never, I've been to lots of different states in the US, but not uh, not Texas. I, I, I do want to get there. I mean, I know it's fucking huge, isn't it? But uh, I do want to get there one day. 
they're all moving there actually, Dave. Like Joe Rogan's repositioned there from California and that a lot of the comedians in his circle have, have moved and a lot of actors that are sort of going down to Texas, you know, when they've got these big podcasts and stuff. Right, right. Uh, it seems to be the, one of the best states to move to. I don't know if it's a tax break or something, but... What, from a, all a the lot... money they make from podcasting? <laughs> I guess Joe Rogan does. We fucking don't. $100 million deal he got with Spotify, Dave. We'd be looking to get a fucking uh, $100 one week. Back it at Chris. I I won't mind something. But anyway, this last one's from um, Light Trilogy. Please do next next recaps of The Bachelorette. It starts on October the 13th in the US, and I have checked that, and it does, Dave. So that's another, just a little brief email about something um, that someone's suggesting, Dave. That might be more plausible for us, that. It's not a bad shout, is it? No. Not a bad shout at all. I mean, I kind of, yeah, The Bachelor, I I prefer it when you've got lots of different boys and lots of different girls, and, and, you know, because of the dynamics and everything. But, um, no, I think the Bachelorette and timing-wise, you should be back from holiday then. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's better than fucking selling Sunset or uh, Housewives <laughs> of Cheshire. <laughs> hey, Dave, the OG one that we love, me and Sam, Sam loves Housewives of New York City. But uh, the one we've watched from the start is Housewives of New Jersey, me and Sam. We've watched that religiously. And obviously... Through lockdown, we watched 120 episodes of Married to Medicine. I mean, she's basically housewives of Atlanta, really, where they're all they're all married or to someone who's a doctor or their doctors themselves. I loved it, and they've just finished filming. I think it's season eight. They've just uh, finished filming because of quarantine. It got stopped, and that me and Sam are all over that day. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have hey you for nothing, my friend. And the Kardashians are back as well every week, so Ugh. we are there. I, when they finish, I'm not going to be happy, Dave. We may have to do a commemorative <laughs> episode of the podcast. Me. Um, so, Chris, just one final thing I've just got to say on uh, Jaleb. So. The, uh, the, as part of the American vote, we got to see that uh, Caleb and Justine got voted to go to the hideaway. I thought this was the first time that I've seen Caleb ha- just be feel- filled with actual joy. You know, he's, he's generally quite laid back, isn't he? He's very chilled out. But this is the first time I saw him just genuinely chilled out. We had the, uh, they were stood up a bit earlier in the episode looking at the waterworks at the Bellagio. And I just think that they're just getting stronger and stronger. I'm still not changing my prediction. I think in the next episode or two, we're going to see the boyfriend and girlfriend thing coming out. And uh, yeah, I, I don't see any other winners than them. No, I don't, Dave. And I think the way he talks is so good. He's very grounded. He's grown up, but he still can have fun as well. And I think she's looking for somebody like that, someone who's not immature, Dave. And I think he fits that bill. They both love each other. They pretty much said it on the episode. Uh, yeah, good luck to them both, I say. They've said it without saying it, but I think yeah. they're waiting. You know, this is episode 30. There's 34 episodes, I think, isn't there? So, you know, I think the final's Wednesday night. So, yeah, I think possibly Sunday night, Monday night, that's that's when we'll get the uh, the L word and also the boyfriend and girlfriend. Just just before we go, Devin, I think that's a good point. If I was playing a game and I wanted to win Love Island, perfect time for Mr. Caleb to say he loves Justine in the final four and does his little fucking speech at the end and says he loves her, phone lines go off the hook 
everyone goes away. Fireworks, everything, Dave. They all jump in the Bellagio pool there in the fountains and uh, everyone, you know, ha- lives happily ever after. That'd be the perfect way for them to win the show, I think. You reckon? Yeah, yeah, I'm forgetting. So that final episode, there's a lot of shot footage, isn't there? And then yeah. you can still vo- you can still vote right up until uh, that last last few minutes there. So yeah, yeah, you might be right. I think uh, what what was the guy Finley? Yeah, did it didn't he with the speeches last last year? It was a sort of emotional wreck. I think it worked for him, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be right then. You might be right. So it might be Wednesday when we see it. Yeah, good stuff. Right, guys. So if you want to follow us on social media at CD Reality Cast, and obviously get over to our social media and tell me how good my audition was. If you do know executives out there who run Love Island, get in contact with them. I'm leaving Dave behind because he was so cynical in in the audition. He just missed his cues. So he can carry on with Ariel, and I'm going to just go it alone. But anyway, if you want to email us and tell me how deluded I am, that's even better. CDRealityCast at gmail.com. So Dave... I'm not going anywhere, my friend. It's all in jest. I can't do it without you. You know that. I just can't. You know, I've tried. You tried. We just, we're just together. We're the glue on this, and we love doing it. And it's been a great season. This we've got four left. Don't worry. I'm not going into another podcast uh, monologue, Dave, of auditions or anything. I'm just saying it's been a great season. I thought you were going and... to go into song. <laughs> <laughs> just the two. That's exactly the song I was thinking as well. <laughs> We can make it if we try. <laughs> Just the two of us. You and I. <laughs> Just the two of us. <laughs> anyway. Right, let's finish it there. <laughs> yeah. See you next time. Bye now.